listening to another edition of the Jesco Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Wyatt from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. And I'm TJ Jeskowitz from Ragbright. So this is the podcast where we talk about bicycling just for the fun of it. There's going to be tales from all over the country. Come for the bikes, stay for the fun, leave with a mountain lion. <laughs> Did you hear that? That's a that's a long tale that we can talk about, but there there's rumor going on that that someone thinks that we should change the Ragbri route because we could be in Mountain Lion Central. We should probably disclose this at first. It's fake news. Yes, you didn't have any conversations with the DNR. No, I did not. <laughs> And nor did you or or your fictitious board (laughs) request to extinguish the said animal. Uh, We looked if Elmer Fudd was available to go kill the (laughs) wabbit, but he was not available. So, no, we did not. Okay, for for listeners that don't get this inside joke, there is a blog post that we recently came across that asked RAGBRAI officials to pause, P-A-W-S, Ragbri, because there is a mountain lion in the Des Moines area. Yes. Now, there's been a couple sightings of said mountain lion. True, true. And nobody's really that nervous about it. No, no. It's not like they called off school in the area or or having kids stay inside. So it's right. It's you know it's a it's a nice little story of a, a wandering mountain lion that happened to you know going into someone's garbage cans at night and was caught on their video camera right but they haven't seen them in a little good week or so yeah Yeah. and there was some uh, there uh, the tall tale of the the blog post you know has the dnr displaced species department head as if that's a real (laughs) department um who said you know ragbride just uh, you know refused to discuss this so they needed to go public for the safety of everybody that's a good thing they did (laughs) and uh, they believe bikes would be uh, like prey yeah so it would be like a big uh, pizza ranch buffet line going past (laughs) county road g4r between uh coming and uh winterset right yeah exactly well (laughs) You know, I, I, it was actually kind of humorous until I read about, uh, you know, a line or two in, and they said the Ragbri Board of Trustees, and I'm like, I'm like, looking around, I'm like, I, I don't think we have a Board of Trustees now that I think about it, but, but if we did, I'm sure they'd be all over this, making sure that we pause. Now, my first thought was maybe it was the local committee hmm. that uh, that they kind of mistake for the Board of Trustees. I mean, that's that's totally feasible. And then I, then, you know, of course I think everybody's first thing is let's Google this DNR guy. He (laughs) doesn't exist. So let's see how this goes over. Someone wants us to not take Ragbri from Winterset to coming Iowa. How do you think Mm. that'll go over if we change the route going into coming? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think that's going to work at all. Now, if we did change the route, how many people would still go to coming Iowa? Maybe we should get 23,000 buses, you know, and just, hmm. we'll just shuttle everybody across that. Uh, uh, through the mountain line area? Through the mountain line area, just for safety. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think. And bikes. I would think, you know, Mark, we're going to be out there this week on pre-ride. <laughs> and, and, and I think if, if, 
if we get like a nice T-bone that we can kind of wave on from our pool noodles that we can actually ride through the area with with a nice T-bone. <laughs> I don't know. They're carnivorous, right? Mountain lions? I, I assume so. Uh, yes. I and, assume uh, so. So if, if the pool noodle doesn't give us three feet, then the <laughs> T-bone will, you know, make them come a little closer. Wow. That's, uh, that's a fascinating way to look at that. Mm. Um, yeah. I nominate Brad Crass. You know, he's got some experience being chased by wild animals. Uh, he, uh, he had a three-legged dog tear after him last year. True, true. So uh, he says uh, he's willing to, and he's an officer of the law. He knows how to, how to handle yeah. himself in, in tight situations like that. So, yeah. Well, the way I look at it while you're riding and the mountain lion makes its an appearance you don't have to outrun the mountain lion. You just no. have to outrun the others in your group. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And since I'm usually slow and towards the back of the pack, you know, I don't see there's any problem. You know, they'll have a nice feast, unlike Matt Fippen. Yeah. And uh, the mountain lion will be full, happy, and, and on its or, way. Or he may take a different thought and say, you know, those guys, TJ and Mark, got a little more meat on them than Fippen. Maybe uh that's a little bit more of a meal for me. So, <laughs> well, we are definitely on mountain lion patrol next week. Um, Did you bring your mountain bike repellent? <laughs> cougar repellent? Cougar repellent? Is there oh, such geez. a thing as cougar repellent? This is just going to go literally downhill no, for the rest of the week. Ju- just we said we we needed to state the obvious. Just so you know, we are not drunk and we're not high right now doing mm-hmm. this podcast. This is so. Real. This is the middle of the day in Ankeny, Iowa, mm-hmm. and um, just but it's it's just a hysterical topic. And it's great. Uh, so. So someone with a good sense of humor came up with the concept of, hey, let's put a little fun out there. And so, um, but we will be looking over our shoulders every mile <laughs> as we go from Winterset to coming, just to see. Yeah. And if we do make it to coming, yeah, I think we might have to pull into the coming tap or the distillery and and maybe just you know celebrate, debrief a little bit. Yeah. Well, we have to compare notes and see if everybody saw. Yeah. the mountain lion or not and and once we know for sure that it's going to be safe i think that's our job as the route inspection team this reminds me uh, two years ago we were up by wakan and uh-huh. there was a squatch sighting right in that area a sasquatch oh yeah yeah and we were in fear for our life that year too and so when we did make it through the area we we felt a, a sense of relief a sense of wow accomplishment by not running into the squatch. So anybody that thinks that pre-ride is is some sort of vacation is is no. sorely mistaken. No, not at all. Yeah, I mean, there's danger. Every, um, every mile. Excruciating exertion. Um, we don't have uh, 23,000 other riders to, you know, you, you get that many people together, the wind kind of pulls you along. Yeah. And we don't have that. It's um, hard work. Someone's got to do it. There's no pork chops. Well, sometimes there are. Well, not along the road. Sometimes there are. Okay, sometimes there yeah. are. Uh, there's only one beer bus stop on the whole true, week. True, true. One. How can you survive? The struggle <sighs> is yes. real. It is. It is. I, I hope we have a legitimate podcast to get to this week because this obviously was no biking information for for our loyal listeners <laughs> i think it was just comic relief on our part to right. dispel the myth right. of the mountain lion hey i got some real news though yeah what's up uh usa today has a little article in their uh 
Their newspaper. You've heard of that newspaper Actually, before. I technically work for them, sort of. I know. That's, uh, so USA Today is saying American Airlines yeah. is now discounting bicycles oh. to fly. Uh, so normally, if you checked a bike in, it was 150 bucks each leg, because only because it was a bicycle. Um, and now they're just saying as long as it's under 50 pounds, it can be your first or second check bag. Oh, well, that's nice because most, most bikes should be under 50 pounds, I'm guessing. I'm hoping. Yeah. Well, I can stuff a lot of extra Unless stuff you take an in the box. Maybe, but, but, but yeah. Yeah. So you can almost take a bike and a mountain lion on the American <laughs> Airlines. <laughs> yes, you could. <laughs> For 50 pounds. I don't know what a mountain lion weighs. Right. Days, it couldn't be much. It's yeah. mostly fur. Yeah. 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 So that's good news, though. That is good, good news. Good job, American Airlines. Yeah, I, I like think, American Airlines. I think uh, it's gonna it's gonna influence. I haven't bought tickets. We're going to San Antonio to the Bike Tourism Conference. Yeah. In November, and that's gonna influence who I fly with. Sure. You know, that's a competitive advantage. They bumped me in Philadelphia, but I'll get over it. The fact that, that, that <laughs> they did bump me yeah. back. But you know what? I like that. Good move, American Airlines. Tip of the helmet to you. Nice. Um, I think that's all I got for current news. Although I did, I joined a bike club last week. Oh yeah. The Tarek Soleil bike club. What is that? Like recumbent cyclists? No, no, no. Tarek Soleil is the world's coolest, um, bike club that you can join. Tarek Soleil. Tarek Soleil. Uh, they make little buttons. Let's say member Tarek Soleil bike club. Um, I don't know. I, I'm going to get him on the podcast to talk about what the deal is, because this is kind of this worldwide, if you know about it, you're in the cool kids club. He's got two rules. Um, ride your bike is rule number one. Good. Uh, don't be an ass is rule number two. Good rules to live by. I think that's great rules. Uh, simple to yeah. the point. Yeah. So uh, Tark sent me a bunch of buttons and uh, a postcard, which I thought was pretty cool from uh, New Mexico. And, <sighs> and uh, so I am now a member of the Tark. Congratulations. We're going to work to get him on well, the pod. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Cool. Oh, cool. So I know next week we're going to be doing some live without a net. We're on pre-ride. <laughs> we're going to be doing some updating. Live-ish. It'll be uh, Osprey Velo, sort of. So we will, yeah. How do you like that term there? That's good. That's after the bike. So um, <laughs> we will get done and we'll have a little words of wisdom and t- talk a little bit about what we saw out there. And um, so, yeah, tune in next week for sure. Just Go Bike Podcast listeners, aka Murph here, and today I'm talking pigtails. No, 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 not the hairstyle or the animal. Today I wanted to talk a little bit about the pigtails ride. So the third annual pigtails ride at the Prairie Trail rolled through Ankeny, Iowa on May 18th, and we treated about 900 cyclists to a women-specific day of fun on bicycles. Uh, First off, this is a ride, not a race. Um, The riders enjoyed a mostly traffic-free experience on a paved trail. Uh, The High Trestle Trail has a nearly perfect spacing of towns with shops, restaurants, bars right along the trail. And at the turnaround point is the iconic High Trestle Bridge. I'm sure I've talked about this many times on this podcast, but it's a half mile long and 130 foot high railroad bridge converted into a multi-use trail bridge over the Des Moines River. It's totally beautiful. Photos of this bridge have been featured in natural national publications. So the event, Pigtails 3 Ride, um, is paying local dividends from bicycle tourism. This ride draws bicycles from 20 
two states and more than $128,000 in economic impact from tourism was generated for the area during the day of the ride. Um, Almost 17% of riders participated in their first organized bicycle event when they did Pigtails Ride. Um, Many women expressed concern about riding with who they consider more serious bicyclists. But then when we did our survey, they expressed surprise and how supportive women's recreational cycling community can be. It's pretty cool. So I sat down to talk to a few of the riders who participated in the Pigtails ride. And first up, we have Fonda from Coralville, Iowa. Hey, Fonda. Hey, good to talk to you, Kathy. Yeah, nice to talk to you. Um, So what did you think of the Pigtails ride? Oh, I had a great time. Um, It was the first time I'd done that ride, which Mm -hmm. I guess I just messed up your next question, I bet. (laughs) But um, (laughs) um, it was me and another friend um, and uh, kind of, uh, the first time we'd been on this type of a ride together uh-huh. and yeah. um, managed to get through the whole thing and had some fun while we did it. So, Good. Now, yes. have, <laughs> have you done much bicycling in that Ankeny area and on that trail? No, um, that was a new trail for me. Well, the Ankeny part of it was new. Um, mm-hmm. I'd been across the High Trestle Bridge before. So okay, yeah. That I'd done, but... We brag about that high trestle bridge all the time on this podcast because um, it's just so iconic. It's something that um, I, I always tell people they have to go see at some point. Yes, I, I certainly agree. I've, I've had that told that to many people as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, what made you decide to join Pigtails Ride? You said it was your first time. You and a friend did it. What made you decide to even do it this year? Well, um, so a few years ago when we moved to Coralville, um, I thought I'm going to be on the trails all the time. This is going to be great. And then I realized my house is on a hill Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always going to be tired going up that hill. Right. So there, long story short, I wound up buying an e-bike. Okay. And my friend who is in a town I used to live in before I moved to Corvo, um, recently got an e-bike and we try and get together every once in a while. And I thought this is something we can do together. We can take out the bikes. And, um, so I talked to Martha and she said, yeah, let's do it. And, uh, and then she talked about hip surgery, and I was like, wait, oh. can you go on a bike ride if you just had surgery? And she's like, yeah, yeah. They said bicycling is great for my recovery, and so we did it. Oh, that's awesome. And for – I'm sure that most listeners know, but an e-bike is like an electric assist bike. So you still have to pedal it, but it gives you that little oomph when you need it. Is that a true statement that's about your bike? very true, yes. Um, I was – I've ridden about this far on – the bike before and I've also read ridden a little farther and run out of battery oh. when it's been hilly um, but this is a pretty flat ride so I was pretty sure I was going to make it and I still have a ton of battery left because I was taking it pretty easy um, Martha's got a different type of battery that's smaller and lighter so she actually put a spare battery in her pack oh, okay and she did run out of battery like three miles from the end oh, okay. <laughs> so she just switched out the battery and <laughs> and we made it the rest of the way oh good and I do know from um just talking to different people that when the battery runs out you can still pedal it but it becomes a very heavy bike <laughs> yes e-bikes it, tend to be heavier because with the the speed and the um most people well I don't I shouldn't say things like that um so the but yes, e-bikes tend to be heavier, mm-hmm. um, and so 
if you run out of battery, you're pedaling. Right. And <laughs> someone had asked me about this when we were first starting, um, when we were talking to some other people on the ride. And they're like, well, what are you going to do if you run a battery? And I said, well, Martha's going to switch her battery out, but I'm just going to be riding a bike then. That's right. <laughs> well, I'm glad you didn't run out, and I'm glad she had a spare with her. Yeah, worked out very well. Yeah. So. Well, what other group rides um, have you participated in or do you plan to participate in? Well, generally I don't do a lot of group riding. I've read, ridden a day of RAGBRAI mm-hmm. here and there. And my sister and I did most of RAGBRAI um, like 20 years ago. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, she actually drank so much water the first day that she wound up in the hospital oh, that my. night. So we missed two days, but then rode back out and met back up and did the rest of the ride and um, enjoyed it. Wow. So, learning lesson about not drinking, pushing water, not drinking it so much that... Uh, it messes up your electrolyte levels. Right. There's definitely a fine line between being dehydrated and being overhydrated. Mm-hmm. This, this is true. Yeah. Well, uh, going back to actually you being on a bicycle, um, is there anything about bicycling that you enjoy that you know makes you get out there and go? Well, I tend to be a fair weather biker. Mm-hmm. So when the sun is out and the wind is light, it's calling me, and I there's places in Iowa City that I'm either on the trail or I'm out on like the county roads or the roads around uh, northeast uh, north of Iowa City and mm-hmm. Coralville and North Liberty and so you can get ar- around a lot of places and you can ride across town and go get ice cream mm-hmm. or you know so I, I just like being out in the sun Oh, yeah. With a little sure. bit of speed underneath me. Sure. <laughs> sure. Well, um, now that you've got your first pigtails under your belt, um, any advice that you'd give to women just starting out in cycling? Um, don't be afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, If you're in an area where there's trails, use the trails. Mm-hmm. And then just try a little bit something that you're not completely comfortable with, and you might discover that it's not as bad as you think. That's awesome advice. And it's a simple tool, but, you know, if you get on Google Maps and you're looking at, you know, a town that either you're going to or maybe the town you live in, there is a feature where you can push, um, you know, either you're driving in a car or you're on a bicycle or you're walking. And when you Mm -hmm. click on the bicycle option, it will find trails if there are trails or it'll find roads, you know. So then it's obviously your choice, but um, it's a great way to explore and find out bike trails that maybe you didn't know existed. This is very true. Yeah. I use that feature, and I've Iowa City and Johnson, well, the, uh, Johnson County and also Lynn County have trail maps available. Mm-hmm. I haven't looked for them in other counties, but um, I know those too. You can go into your local bike store or into the tourism office, um, and they're there. Yes, and it's so. there's something about touching a map that I still like. <laughs> I do too. My husband thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> Well, Fonda, thank you so much for coming on the Just Go Bike podcast, and we're so excited that you uh, enjoyed your first pigtails ride. Well, thank you. I did, and I'm looking forward to another one in the next year, maybe. Awesome. We'll <laughs> awesome. So. Well, next up, we have Nancy, and Nancy is from Maryville, Missouri. Hey, Nancy. Hi. Hi, Kathy. Well, what did you think of the pigtails ride? It was great this year. The weather was perfect, 
um, I'm sure many writers like myself were nervous about the uh, approaching weather, but the group that I uh, rode with, we timed it beautifully, got back, got bike from the car and took off and then at least that's when the rain came for us so it was it was a great day great ride great company yeah the weather I hope there's no meteorologist listening but the weather is so frustrating because you know as that week got closer to the event it was going to be 90 percent chance of rain and then a hundred percent chance and then it ended up clear skies until I'd say about four or four thirty so it ended up being a great day like you mentioned yeah, perfect weather with um, a little cool in the morning for a jacket, and then you could just, you know, keep sailing on the bike and enjoy the, the short sleeves or tank. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, how many pigtails rides have you done? This year's was my second. Okay. And I, l- last year, I just happened to come across it um, online, looking at rides in Iowa, and um, always had wanted to um, be a part of the High Trestle Trail, especially. I have a uh, nephew that lives in Ankeny, so I have a kind of a family base there. I can have a night stay. Sure. And um, just decided to return. It's also the end of my school year. I teach at a university, so it's a great kind of way for me to end a busy year and start summer. Yeah. And I think something that's pretty unique uh, for you is that you literally come to this bike ride solo, but I'm pretty sure both years you've left with new friends. I did. This year, um, my uh, my buddies, one from South Dakota, uh, never could catch up with her. I saw a license plate, South Dakota, in the parking lot, so I'm sure she was there. And then um, two new friends from the Iowa City area couldn't make it. So I uh, looked around the breakfast area. Someone hollered my name. Oh. She recognized me from Southwest Iowa. And before I I knew it, I was part of their group, and um, I'm actually joining them for a ride this weekend on the Raccoon River Trail. So I've made new bike friends both years and haven't been able to ride um, with those friends throughout the summers. Oh, that's a great story. Um, So how did you decide, you know, you said your first year you kind of stumbled upon Iowa bike rides, but how did you decide Uh, to join? Um, I uh, would like to um, gain enough experience and training to do reg rides uh-huh. a whole week. Um, I'm a native Iowan, so very partial to Iowa and love the uh, tr- uh, rails to trails that are so prevalent in Iowa. Mm-hmm. And so I was just kind of looking at reg ride week and then it, you know, had training ideas and uh, started to look at the different trails around Des Moines and um, just stumbled across pigtails. My uh, brother and husband and sister, we do the um, Bacoon Ride yeah. uh, on the Raccoon River Trail. And I think pigtails kind of has the same organizer. So there's great links and and um, um, supporting material on the web. If you just get on and start searching, you can find lots of organized rides. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, what's your take on being part of a women's-specific ride, which, you know, is definitely different than the Bakun ride, which is over 2,000 everybody joins. Um, yeah. Pigtails is women-specific. Um, um, I, I, I guess I enjoy it because there's absolutely no um, judgment. And, and I have found that as a, I'm a, I'm a pretty new bicyclist. Mm-hmm. Um, probably haven't really uh, picked up a, a bike and bought a bike and figured out a helmet and, you know, got to have the padded shorts and all of that right. <laughs> for the last five years. And um, so I find on all these organized rides, there's absolutely no judgment. There's people of all sizes, um, all ages. I'm 
61 years old, that seems to be, to me, about the average age of a bicyclist Mm -hmm. um, or seems to be middle-aged. So there's absolutely all levels of bicyclists, all kinds of bikes. Um, So there's absolutely no judgment. And I think that's particularly helpful um, for women my age and kind of a newbie biker. I I tell my my friends that I I end up bicycling and meeting that I I ride a granny bike. I I, I ride a townie Mm -hmm. um, with a padded, you know, big wide padded seat. And I have a Walmart uh, granny backpack on the back. And, uh, you know, I kind of wear funky braids and I just enjoy it. It's me. It's who Mm -hmm. I am. And there's absolutely no judgment. Yeah. whatsoever when you're biking. Yeah. And, and bicycling to me can be ageless. I mean, you can be, you know, of course, five years all old on your first bike and have so much fun. But um, I run a Thursday night bike group in Cedar Rapids. And there's a 93 year old man who rides with us every single week. And he stumped mm. us last <laughs> week. He told us he's had He's almost 2000 miles on his bike this year, especially with our oh. harsh winter. We were all like, Clarence, how in the heck are you? When are you riding your bike? And I think he just rides all day. <laughs> yeah, I I, lo- I looked last night what I've done, and if it hadn't been for the the uh, pigtail ride, I mean, I think I'm only up to like 90 miles. Oh yeah, like the second week of May. So, cheers to Clarence! Oh my God, I know, I know. <laughs> I want to get him on this podcast, but um, I don't think he's ready for doing an interview, but yeah. well, I'll keep, I keep trying on him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he'd have a wonderful story. Yeah, I know. I've actually been on some of the trails around Cedar Rapids. I have a good friend in Lisbon and she and her husband ride the different, uh, trails around Lisbon and Solon and yeah. Cedar Rapids. So uh, last summer I had a, a good day with them and, um, kind of an, an eyeing a bike ride over there in the end of June. So I um, oh, yeah. don't know if I'll make it or not. Well, the, the big um, Rove ride is another one of the rides that we yeah, um, are sponsors of. And that's a pretty fun, it should be pretty fun. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. I'm excited. I'm I'm going to uh, do the Katy Trail here in Missouri oh, the yeah. middle of June. Um, all week camping. Um it's an organized ride through Missouri State Parks, but because of all the massive flooding, I'm kind of curious how they'll have to adjust it. Right. Um, the Missouri is now uh, flooding even uh, as it meets the Mississippi and St. Louis. So uh, it might be reorganized and, and cut short in different ways, but I'm so excited about that. So I'm, yeah. uh, I, I hope when I'm 93 like Clarence, I'm, I'm still <laughs> at it. <laughs> yes, hopefully you are too, yeah. Well, um, you know, you mentioned some of the group rides that you're participating in or want to participate in, but what would you say you enjoy most about being out on your bike? Um, first of all, it's a wonderful exercise. Yeah. Um, uh, aerobic exercise, and and for women, you know, you may have a part of your anatomy that li- needs a little more attention from the waist down. Mm-hmm. So I, I think for um, healthy heart and um, healthy person, it's really uh, important. But I, I I relax and I love to be outside, so um, that really is a plus. And then um, I can think so clearly mm. on it. Um, and I usually do a, a, a rails to trails. We have one here in southwest Iowa that's really, really close to me in northwest Missouri, the Wabash Trace. So I try oh, yeah. to get up there as much as I can and just enjoy nature and, and the quietness of it. Yeah. Well, with those thoughts, um, any advice that you would give to women who maybe uh, are thinking about starting out cycling or or maybe have had their first ride? Um, sure, sure. This is what I did. Um, 
I pulled out a bike from college that was about 38 years old um, <laughs> that I'd had and uh, got got it the airs the tires aired up and rode the Katy for a couple days the Katy trail down here in Missouri mm-hmm. and um felt that yeah I think I can do this so then I went to a bike shop so I would number one go to a bike shop and just say this is what I'd like to do this is I'm starting what do I need help me out with the best bike for what I'm doing right now and and then ask them you know uh, give it a test driver on the parking lot maybe have them go out and help you with gears I didn't understand all the gears because the bike I had back in the 1970s in college you know didn't have gears right (laughs) um so um, I just ask a lot of questions, and then when I'm on an organized bike ride, I watch. I feel like I'm a, a sponge, and I just see what other people are using or wearing or riding, and um, I I might not invest in those fancy shoes or invest in that you know saddle instead of a padded seat, but I just kind of watch, and I'm not afraid to ask questions. And now that I'm with more experienced bikers on rides, mm-hmm. they're giving me lots of hints and suggestions as well. So um, I was probably... 57 years old when I picked up another a bicycle again and so I just asked a lot of questions. That's great and super great advice to go to your local bike shop. They are always willing to help and a lot of bike shops will have organized rides that you know they might call no drop rides meaning it doesn't matter how inexperienced you are somebody will bring up the rear with you which is um, great but um, I do the same thing. I'm always looking at what people around me are wearing or doing with their bike that's different or new. And I, I love that advice that you gave. And there's there's often used bikes. Um, the bike shop I go to, they, there's used bikes. And so um, I might pick up a second one and just experiment with it yeah. um, as well to see. But because I do a limestone trails, I, 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 I need a different bike than the, you know, the roadster bike. Right. And so... Um, um, uh, mine's a little bit different, but it works for me. And, uh, I'm not too worried about people stealing it that way. <laughs> <laughs> not that bicyclists are, are certainly anyone you have to worry about. They're very helpful, honest right. people, but right. you never know where, you know, where you, you chain it up at a university, if it's going to be if there. It's going to be there. Oh, well, that's great. Well, Nancy, I wish you the best of luck with all your adventures yeah. this summer. And thank you. hopefully, um, we'll see you on Ragbri. I think we're wearing our just go bike jerseys one day on Ragbri. So if you see one, oh, it'll probably be one okay. of the one of us from the Just Go Bike podcast. So yeah, I, I'm just looking at the, the maybe the one day there. I think winter set to Indianola. I think would be good for me to just drive up and you know make connections. Yeah. So when you're solo, you always have to worry about how to get back to your car. Right, right, <laughs> right. Well, I'm glad that you went on the Pigtails ride again this year. Yeah. And uh, special thanks to both you, Nancy, as well as Fonda, who was on a little bit ago. Um, well, thank you. Thanks, Kathy. Let's go bike. Yeah. Well, listeners, I leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of morphology. This quote comes from John Steinbeck. What good is the warmth of summer without the cold of winter to give it sweetness? Think about it. All right, we've come to the end of another edition of the Just Go Bike podcast. Sorry for our humor this time, but we, you know, we just can't get enough of the mountain mountain lion story. Um, we promise not to talk about them all during pre ride unless right. he shows up on pre ride. But thanks for tuning in again. I don't know, Mark. Who's besides mountain lion um, sightings? 
Our podcast is obviously brought to you by someone. Yeah, I think Iowa City and its curious surrounding communities, one of the mountain lion free zones in Iowa. Okay. Um, Bikes to You, one of the best uh, bike shops on Ragbri. Also, a charter if you're looking for somebody to carry your gear during the big ride. Check out Bikes to You. And then finally, Primal Wear. You're getting into that sweet zone. But if you need custom bike jersey shorts or apparel, check out PrimalWear.com. Yeah. We're going to see some of that stuff on, on us during the week. We are outfitted by Primal Wear mm-hmm. for pre-ride. And I just feel a lot faster when I'm riding in that. And, you know, if you're if you're getting chased by a mountain lion, you want to be, you know, pretty sleek, slick, out there looking good right safety third safety look good have fun safety third so so but i don't think it's going to repel mountain bike or mountain lions if you've got some good primal gear on but that's something they should think about well yeah yeah i think it's i think it's all right and i'm i'm going to guess we don't go off road between winter set and coming there because if okay. if i'm a mountain lion i'm going after the mountain bikers aren't you yeah, I think so because they're a part of the mountain genre. They're yeah, exactly. So they're not road cats. They're they're mountain lions. Right. If it was a road lion, different story. And and does this mountain lion understand that we don't have mountains in Iowa? No, but you know, I think one of our riders, Doc V, she's from Colorado. They got mountain lions out there. So let's send so she's her endangered. first. Yep. Yep. And she's a mountain biker. So hmm. let's let's use that to our advantage. Okay. As Murph would say, think about it. Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer.